Welcome to a special edition of Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community. Muse is 40 years old and we celebrate by visiting with those members who have participated and led the organization over the years. Enjoy these memories. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to Betty Gordon and learn about her experiences with Muse. Betty, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. Sure. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became involved with Muse. I was a uh, part of a hospital group that in, um, in 1985, we purchased Meditech. And in that implementation, there was lots of pulling of hair and, and lots of issues that we just couldn't resolve, and especially as Canadian hospital, because mm-hmm. Meditech was, of course, developed in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. So then we quickly heard about Muse. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there, you know, budgetary restraints, we didn't send a lot of people. I was, at that point, manager of the accounts payable department and worked interface with the materials management. So I sort of pushed the hospital once hearing about it. One of my peers had mentioned it. And I said, gee, I think we could really benefit from attending one of the conferences. And actually, our IT director, Larry Taylor, was part of the, I don't think founding, but he got early on involved in a group of guys that were actually working something of a smaller group. Mm-hmm. So he got us all involved. And the first conference I ever went to was in Hamilton at the Royal Connaught Hotel, which mm-hmm. was back in, I think, in 1986. Mm-hmm. It was so wonderful to interface with and talk to people who had gone through implementation mm-hmm. and had similar issues. And Meditech was there at the conference, and it gave us an opportunity to meet those folks that we'd had communicated with back and forth. They implement the system and they develop it, but they're not working with it day to day to know exact issues that we were experiencing. Mm -hmm. So that was really eye-opening right from the very beginning, um, you know, in 1986, and it gave us, I think it was the fourth uh, conference that had been hosted actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so it was a wonderful experience, really, just even being there and recognizing we weren't alone. <laughs> yeah. You know, we weren't the only hospital experiencing these issues. Yeah. It's interesting, 1985, I mean, Meditech wasn't founded too long before then, so you must have been one of the early Canadian sites for sure. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Now, I wasn't part of the implementation team, but, it, you know, prior to that, we the hospital's accounting was done on a Gestetner machine. I don't think it's a huge, you know, hosting machine, right. you know, and uh, so it took a whole room and had to be kept at a certain temperature and you know, so well quite a transition actually, I've seen. Absolutely. So as throughout your career, were you involved with Muse in any other ways? Did you serve it on any communities or regional boards or board or anything? Yeah. Early on I realized to ensure this kept being active and useful for us, people had to step up. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you had to have volunteers to step up to do peer group leaders. And so I very soon became, you know, peer group leaders in all one or more of the financial modules. Mm-hmm. 
And that it excels with a growth experience for me because I was just a front-end user. I was not interested in being any leader of any group, right? But <laughs> I knew I needed that group in order to further develop the system for the hospital. Right. And I was being encouraged by our director to do that. Mm -hmm. right? So that's how it all began. And then there was an opening in the board for the region. Mm -hmm. And I stepped up to do that, always Great. in that financial position. Mm -hmm. But it at least gave me a bit of voice and a bit of development internally for myself. And also, you know, some part of planning where that might be, you know, where that conference might be right. and how that might all right. Mm -hmm. So that's how it all began for me. Cool. And then actually in the year 2000, there was a posting for the treasurer position mm -hmm. on the international board. Mm -hmm. And my director, VP at that time, encouraged me to do so. And I really stepped back and thought, are you kidding? You know, like, <laughs> no, you know, I just like my little job here. Right. But honestly, they pushed me to apply. And I really, I had some inkling, you know, in how that operated. Mm -hmm. I had been introduced to Bob Becker, who was the treasurer at that time. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yikes, that's a big, you know, that's a big role to fill. Yeah. Right? So anyway, I was encouraged to do so. And I sent in my application, which I have here, actually, that I <laughs> did send in. Yeah. And lo and behold, Alan phoned me back at the hospital to tell me I was successful. And I thought, oh my, <laughs> this is really quite a, an honor, yeah. but also very frightening. <laughs> but I saw so many changes because at that point, there wasn't really reporting of the financials at that point. Mm -hmm. And pulling that together, tweezing that together from what Bob had given me, mm -hmm. it became a working job almost uh, you know on the side but right. it was so interesting and having that financial background and support of the hospital it became an amazing job for me well that's 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 really neat it's, yeah. it's it's great that you got to use your financial background and and be the treasure <laughs> so as you serve with muse over all these many years do you have any uh memories that stand out whether it's a specific conference or maybe a keynote speaker or people you met along the way anything that stands out that you'd like to share there were many, many experiences, you know, meeting Dan Rather. There were so many people. Dr. Oz was really exciting to know. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd watched him on TV. It was, sure. you know, and I had to order his breakfast and sit down and have breakfast with him. So that was <laughs> kind of fun. Cool. So what are you doing now? Are you still in healthcare finance or? No, I'm fully retired. I retired in probably 2020. And I had worked at uh, Trillium Health Center which was previously Mississauga Hospital as um, manager of the finance department. Mm -hmm. And when I retired, I was asked to go to another hospital as a consultant. And that was, you know, I stayed there for 10 years, not intending to, I had <laughs> retired. Mm -hmm. And the CEO had asked me to come back to do an implementation, not Meditech though. It mm -hmm. was uh, really working with the foundation of the hospital mm -hmm. in implementing software. And I worked there. And then since then, I, I wanted to prepare myself for retirement, being a busy girl. <laughs> I uh, joined a group called Probus. And I don't know if that's known in the state, but it's uh, for professional people where we get together once a month. We have a speaker. 
and host activities for mm-hmm. senior, really senior okay. women together. Right. Uh, they actually have mixed groups, and but uh, and of course, what role do I play? I play the treasurer, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, those roles are not always easy to fill. Right, right, that's for sure. Well, very cool. So as we kind of wrap up here, do you have any best wishes or final words for Muse as they head into their 41st year? You know, they were invaluable to us as a hospital. You know, it was the peer groups right down to the front line, Mm -hmm. folks working with the system and having that voice from them to express their frustrations and, uh, and how we then as a group could resolve those issues, learning from our peers. I would wish them nothing but success. I have loved working with Alan. Alan and I still stay in touch, Good. you know, every once in a while just to, uh, how are you doing? Sure. You know, how are things going? <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. And, and thank you for your volunteer serving over the many years at Muse and, and taking on that hard job of treasure. Uh, as you mentioned, that is a hard one to get people to, to do. And uh, it's always important to have that role filled. So thank you for your help there and shaping Muse to what it is today. Yeah, I loved all of the other board members I met. We've had lasting friendships through all these years. So it was a very positive experience. I feel the same with my time on the board too. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Great Muse memories. You can enjoy this next interview too. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to Dean McCollum and learn about her experiences with Muse. Diddy, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became involved with Muse. So I was working for Citizens Memorial Hospital. I was there since 1988, but I had started working in IT in the early 2000s, really on the steering committee before I took over as CIO a few years later. And I cannot remember actually how we first found out about Muse, but I as a steering committee member, took our physician champion to Muse, I think was in California. I honestly think it was another anniversary. So it might've been like the 20th anniversary. And it was so enlightening. I mean, that we learned so much at that first Muse uh, that we became regulars from then on out. Well, I know that you did some service too on the board and committees. And the reason I know that is because you recruited me to be on, I think it was the first, if not the first, it was very close to the First education committee, which uh, kind of started my career with Muse and, and uh, very rewarding as well. So tell us about your time on the committees and the board. Well, um, that was exciting. Alan asked me if I would run for, I guess we had to run for the board. Mm-hmm. And um, I was elected to the board and was able to help forming those committees that I think helped take Muse in a little bit new direction, mm-hmm. you know, with a little more oversight over the education and all the different committees. And thank you for uh, joining that committee and helping make it really effective, I think, in those years. And I guess it's still a thing, right? Yeah. All all the committees are still going and and they have, there's some additional, you know, commercial member committees and stuff they've formed, but but it all started from those early ones. Awesome. That's great. So as you think back over your time with Muse, whether it was on the board or or on those committees or just attending conferences, what, what kind of memories stick out, whether it's a special keynote speaker or people you met along the way. Tell us about your memories. Oh, really all the board members, because as you know, we spend a lot of time together and the staff at Muse uh, became close with them. Overall, I think the, just the excitement 
of everybody who attended Muse, uh, wanting to share, wanting to learn, wanting to network. I just, I felt like there was a lot of camaraderie around how to use Meditech the best that we could, mm. you know, what to expect with future versions and um, how to become confident. I think some of my staff that at CMH really gained their confidence by going to Muse and by being able to stand up in front of a crowd and share their successes and, you know, be congratulated for that. And I think it helped them and us know that we were on the right track in a lot of cases with Meditech. Plus the learning and the sharing was, that's what really sticks out for me Mm -hmm. about Muse. I remember the first time uh, when I went with that physician uh, we were in a CPOE roundtable. We thought everybody else had already done CPOE. So they took they sent a paper around the, the roundtable and said, how many of your doctors are using CPOE? And we were the first ones to sign. Like all of ours were already using CPOE mm-hmm. at that time. So we put that down and it came all the way back around. And then it came back to me and I looked down and we were the only ones. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, ups. And <laughs> I didn't want the doctor to see it because one of them to think everybody else was doing it too. But right. So just sometimes like that learning. (laughs) Yeah. There was many conferences. I remember there being so many CMH presentations, they were conflicting with each other. So you had to pick which citizens (laughs) presentation you wanted to see. You guys were leading the pack there for for quite a while and still continue to. You know, I mean, I've seen some great presentations and people from your organization have won the IE contest and got to go over to the MUN conference in Liverpool and stuff. So so the the trend you started is still going, even in your absence of citizens. So what are you doing now? You're not a citizen anymore. Tell us a little, little bit about what you're doing now. Well, I retired. I retired actually just the week before COVID hit, which was, I don't know if it was good or bad timing, but it's worked out fine. It was just a, the right time for me to retire. And I'm spending a lot of time volunteering with the local Humane Society, which I was already on the board of the local Humane Society, but I'm spending a lot more time now. And uh, took them electronic and increased adoptions. And so it's gone really well, too. So... My husband, Steve, bought a fishing boat recently, so we're going to get back to fishing, which we did a lot when we were younger. So that'll be fun, too. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised that you've taken the uh, Humane Society from paper to electronic because, uh, you know, that's what you do. It's in your blood. So I'm glad you're staying active with some IT stuff. So you talked about how when you went around the roundtable, you were the only site doing CPOE, which, which I can justify when I was at Ozarks. You know, you were just up the road from us, and we always looked to you as kind of the gold standard. And you've had a very impressive uh, career at, at Citizens, and, and Citizens itself has been impressive. You guys have won most Wired Awards, and like I said, you were doing CPO, CPOE before anybody. You were early to Expanse. You even served on a lot of government committees and got to you know talk to Congress and, and, and uh, influence policy and all things around meaningful use and quality and all that. So as you look back over your career, you know, what sticks out in your mind as a, as a big achievement or something that you know, meant a lot to you? Uh, that you were able to accomplish with you and your team at Citizens? You know, I think it was really a basic thing, which was implementing Meditech across our whole continuum of care. I think that was something that made a huge difference for the quality of care that our organization was able to provide to the community, having it in the hospital, home care, long-term care, and physician practices. So I think just that uh, building Meditech across the continuum of care and see how much difference that made in the quality of care that we were able to provide to our community. Yeah, and you, you guys were, you know, and, and still continue to be so proactive when it comes to the record being the patient's record. I remember you made some decisions when you went to Expanse about conversion and stuff just so that the portal would be more complete, I guess, than would have been without some of the stuff you guys had to jump through and those sort of things. 
So if you always tie everything back to using it as yourself or your family or your parents or whatever, how it needs to be easy for them to navigate. I always appreciate that because in IT, we can quickly, you know, remove ourselves from that and get stuck in the servers and the ones and zeros, if you will, and forget there's patients behind it. Absolutely. So as uh, Muse moves into their 41st year, do you have any kind of best wishes for them and, and anything you want to say to them as they continue on? Oh, yes. For everybody who's involved with Muse, congratulations. And especially Alan, who has been a keeping Muse together for all these years. He really is to be credited with a lot of the success for the Muse organization and all the hospitals that participate. Oh, good for you, Alan. Denny, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for your contribution to Muse over all the years, whether it's just attending conferences or, or all the coworkers that you encourage to present and share their knowledge with us. And taking time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to see you, TJ. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.